Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat from Weezer. And you're listening to KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia. Hello, hello. Welcome to the gold standard on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Kara Brown. I am the host of the gold standard. So excited to have you here this morning. I'm excited to be back as always on the gold standard. We will be talking about Olympic sports today. Last week, we had that deep dive into the Barcelona Olympics. I'm looking to do a deep dive again sometime soon, but this week, I guess this week, it's like kind of a deep dive. It's just um, a deep dive on an event that just occurred is kind of the main thing that I will be speaking about today. Um, Yeah, this morning. So if you don't know, the gold standard, this show does have a Twitter. It's at KCOU Gold. And as like promo for the show, we're supposed to post like videos previewing what we're going to talk about and every time I post one of these videos to like preview my show for the day I just notice something in like my mannerisms that always like throws me off and so this morning I recorded my (laughs) my video talking about just like what I was going to talk about today on the show and I noticed that throughout the entire like 30 second video I am just talking away with my hands like most of the I the only thing I could focus on through this whole thing as I was watching it back just to make sure that it was like good and sounded okay and I said what I needed to say (laughs) the whole time my hands are just like everywhere absolutely doing the most when it comes to talking with my hands so I had to point it out on my post because I just like could not get over how much I was talking with my hands and that is just something I do so you best bet that even in the studio even though you can't see it I am emphasizing everything I say um by talking with my hands um Yeah, so that's kind of a side note, but that was just something I noticed when I was posting to Twitter this morning. Um, Yeah, so I I was like, I I hate to just do another like completely figure skating centered show, but I think we all know I I actually am not upset about that at all. Um, As much as I love the other Olympic sports, I have an affinity for figure skating. I love it. And I honestly, I don't like thinking back to my own thoughts. I don't think I was planning on really talking about this at all. I think I probably would have ended up talking about it 
a little bit, no matter what, just because I talk about figure skating so much. But um, the World Junior Figure Skating Championships happened, they were like kind of over the weekend, uh, but they were also, they were that regular format of like a Thursday through Saturday, Sunday kind of vibe. And, um, yeah, I feel like I had something I was going to say before I, like, really jumped into it. But, yeah, I wasn't really planning on talking about them too much. And then they happened. And I was like, ooh, a lot of stuff happened for the U.S. specifically in the World Junior Championships. And so I was like, okay, I guess I got to talk about it. And once again, not that I'm upset. I also did write an article about um, how the U.S. fared in the World Junior Figure Skating Championships that can be found on kcou.fm, the KCOU website. Or also, I posted it on my Twitter if you would like to check it out there as well. So... Now we can properly just jump, jump right into the results, my takeaways, whatnot from Junior Worlds. So let's start out with the men's competition. And actually, I might look up the results. I only have on here... um. I only have the U.S. on here, but I feel like I could just, while I'm doing this, run over also who um, meddled that I'm not speaking about. So, for the men, the results were as follows. Tatsuya Tsuboi of Japan got the bronze medal with a score of 233.82. Mikhail Shiderov of Kazakhstan got the silver medal, and he bounced back because he was an eighth after the short program. He got second in the free, and it was enough to propel him up into that second spot, and that's um, Liam Capekiss of the United States, he was in fourth after the short program and he got 12th in the free skate. So he ended up in eighth. So there was a lot of like movement from the short program to the free program. There's only, it looks like four out of 24 that stayed in the same spot from the short to the free. But the winner, and who we're really here to talk about for this men's side, was Ilya Malinin. Now, last week, I mentioned that I saw a post that was, like, about who the U.S. was sending to Junior Worlds. And I saw Ilya Malinin in this post, and I was like, did he not just compete? In Senior Worlds, he's doing both. Yes, he, in fact, competed in Junior and Senior Worlds. And 
love that for him, especially because, oh my gosh, he did so well. He won. And he won, like, he won big time. Um, yeah, so this was especially impressive because between the junior competition and senior competition, there are some differences in rules. Like, you can't skate quads in the short program. And the free program is 30 seconds shorter and includes one less element than the senior level. And Ilya Malinin, he got ninth at Senior Worlds. He, of course, had that short program that was fabulous, scored over 100 points, which is just what you want. That's, like, top tier. Um, So really, really good showing there. Had a very mistake-riddled free program. But, yeah, so for his short program at Junior Worlds... <clears throat> he skated a clean program, which we love to see. He had a triple axle that got the score bonus, so that was his most difficult jump that he performed in that short program. He had a triple lutz, triple toe combo. Triple lutz is the hardest triple besides the axle. And he earned a record-breaking 88.99 in that short program. So won the short program, of course. And yeah, broke the record. Absolutely crazy. Not his highest that he scored this year, clearly. But that's because he he had limitations. He had limits. He wasn't allowed. But he also had a really good free skate, which was great to see after Senior Worlds did not end up so great for him. He earned a 187.12, and I was reading, like, a preview from NBC Sports, and they said they thought he was only going to do two quads. Well, no, 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 because, oh, my gosh, I think his nickname, so him and Nathan Chen, they're both known for quads, right? So they both have quads, like, in their nickname, and so Nathan Chen is the quad king, and I'm pretty sure Ilya Malinin is the quad god. <laughs> but I can't I can't remember. But that's kind of that's honestly better than quad king, in my opinion, like quad god, because it rhymes. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at yes. Oh my gosh, that's his tw- <laughs> his Twitter handle is quad god. That's so funny. Okay, so yes, so Ilya Malinin, the quad god. Oh my gosh. He performed four quads in his free skate. He had a quad lutz right off the top. It did get a negative grade of execution, but it was not marked as under-rotated. I'm trying to remember. I did watch last night his skates, and I, I literally, I do not recall this jump being bad or deserving a negative grade of execution. So that's interesting. The second element was a quad toe, which got almost three points uh, in the grade of execution. He was honestly kind of killing it in grade of execution. Um, 
But yeah, that like three points in GOE, that's that's really good. Um, and then he had a triple axle. He then performed a quad cow, which earned 2.77 in the GOE. And he also had a quad toe that was performed in combination. Also, he, in his short program, he did like the, he threw his hands over his head when he was doing his triples, which makes it harder because it changes your center of gravity. So that helps your grade of execution score. And it was just, it was all very impressive. He was doing things that were very difficult and doing the most to earn as many points as he could, obviously in the base value with those quads, but then with his grade of execution too, which was just really good. It was super impressive. And like what he did at the U.S. championships was super impressive and exciting and world's a little disappointing, but I'm not going to roast him. So to see him come back and have like another good two skates like back to back, that was, it was nice to see. He earned a 276.11 overall, which means he was over 40 points ahead of the silver medalist. It was the largest margin of victory I think maybe ever on the junior circuit, but definitely at Junior Worlds. It was the largest margin of victory. Absolutely crazy. Like, no one was touching Ilya Malinin in this competition. He got about 13 points over what he got at Senior Worlds, which, like I said, is so impressive because he couldn't have quads in his shorts. So he had, like, 13 points less in or like yeah 12 or 13 points less in his short skate which was still clean but he couldn't perform his quads so it takes away those points and then to like make that back up so he had like 26 ish or like 25 more points in the free than he did at senior worlds that's crazy that's insane. That's like, it's so good. It's just because he was clean, just because he had a clean skate. But that just shows you like the difference that a clean skate can make. Um, yeah. So with the score of 276.11, that would have put him in fourth at Senior Worlds, just behind Vincent Joe, if he had scored that. So just to put that into some perspective, a lot, a lot better than Senior Worlds would have bumped him up five spots and had him right off the podium. So, yeah, I mean, he he is the future of American men's skating. But I hate to say he's the future because he's kind of the now. But... I said he was the now going into Worlds, Senior Worlds, and he wasn't. (laughs) He just, he had that bad free, and then he wasn't. But, I mean, already being on the U.S. podium, and then, you know, this 
win at Junior Worlds. I definitely think next season is going to be big for him. Very, very excited about that. Um, especially because now, so I was researching this. I already knew, I knew that Vincent Joe might retire because he's going back to school. He was having issues balancing school and skating. If you fall figure skating, that's been a story that's been ongoing for several years now. So it wasn't super surprising when he said that he might leave the sport, uh, for school, but I read Somewhere that Nathan Chen might not be competing next year and devastated is not a strong enough word because I might actually cry if Nathan Chen announces that he's not competing next year and it might be to like recover his body and he had an injury that took him out of worlds, but I, I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine a world where Nathan Chen is not skating. It it will actually make me cry. Um, oh, no, I can't think about it. But Ilya Malinin, ready to step up and at least take Vincent Joe's place. Um, Camden Polkin also did good this season. So if Vincent Joe and Nathan Chen really both don't compete next season, I think the U.S. is still in good hands. It will just be sad. However, the rest of the junior competitors, like the U.S., they they still have some room to work. They need some more time to develop with, with all due respect because they were competing at Worlds, so they're good skaters. Now let's turn to the women's side where, once again... The U.S. absolutely pulling through. They earned two of the three medals. Um, the gold medal went to Isabel Levito, who won the bronze at the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. She kind of she didn't really come out of nowhere. She was she was a good skater, but she kind of had Alyssa Lou vibes of like bursting onto the scene. Um, except Alyssa Liu <laughs> won, but Isabel Levito won the gold. Her in her short program, the hardest jump she did was a triple lutz that was performed in combination, which earned the score bonus for being in the second half. And she got a seventy-two point five in the short. In her free program, she performed a triple lutz in sequence, and a triple Lutz double toe combo, which earned both of those, um, the sequence and the combo, they both earned the bonus for being in the second half. She had a shaky landing on a triple flip. But other than that, good programs. And then I don't know why, but I decided not to write down the score that she earned in the free program. Okay. So she scored a 206.55 overall, which put her just 0.54 points ahead of Jia Shin of South Korea, who earned the silver medal. Very close, but she did pull off the win. Um, notes I had for her going forward, you know, if I'm her coach. 
she's definitely going to have to up her technical content in order to be more competitive. Once again, Russians are still barred from competing in ISU events. And so if the young Russians had been competing at Worlds, Isabeau Levito would not have been on the podium. I think definitely she could do a triple axel. She should try. <laughs> Me now is just everyone should be doing triple axles. Everyone should be attempting triple axles because to be competitive, I mean, it's like the quad for men. You pretty much have to, to be competitive. Um, yeah, so I think she needs to get a triple axel in her arsenal. And <laughs> my next note, needs a triple axel. Yeah, and then improve her skating skills a little bit more during this offseason to up her components. And yeah, I think if she could do that, that would be great. And then she'd be pretty competitive at the senior level, especially amongst the U.S. Like, if she were able to land cleanly a triple axel next season, there is a good chance that she pretty easily takes the U.S. title. So yeah, like I said, Jia Shin of South Korea, she scored a 206.01, which put her in the silver medal position. And then the bronze medal went to Lindsay Thorngren of the United States. And she finished fourth in the short program. She had some issues on her jump landings. She got called for not having a clear edge on her opening triple flip, and she landed on the fourth, so slightly under-rotated, on a triple toe, which was in combo. It was the second jump in combo after a triple Lutz, and she earned a 66.14. In the short program, in the free, she earned 133.28. She started off with a triple Lutz, triple loop combo, great combo. Definitely triple Lutz in combo. You want to see it. And she had a couple jumps later in her program that did not have clear edges. So definitely she needs to try to clean up her jumps a little bit. <coughs> she scored 199.42 overall. And then my notes for her because, you know, I'm everybody's coach now. Um, needs to clean up her jumps and then up her component scores, which is just something that... Will come with time. Most of these, for pretty much every junior, I could say, oh, they need to up their component score. But that's just because because their skating skills and their artistry will get better over time. And then Claire Sao, Sao of the U.S., she had a rough short skate, but she came back in the free. She scored 182.81 overall and finished in sixth. She got 10th in the short program. She was called under-rotated on a triple toe, didn't have a clear edge on a triple flip, and then all around, just not the greatest grade of execution, which can kill your score. And then in the free program, she had the triple Lutz triple toe combo to start off her program. She had a triple Lutz later in the program, which earned the bonus. Her components, kind of low. I, aren't they all? They're juniors. That's 
<laughs> I'm just like criticizing my, my own notes now. But um, yeah, she scored 122.2 in the free program, which was fifth in the free. Um, moving forward, um, lot, I she has a lot of area for improvement. Obviously, good start. She's in a good place. Just needs to clean up her technical skills and keep working on artistry. Yeah, so the top six women in World Juniors were either from the U.S. or South Korea. And that is, of course, once again, because Russians were not competing, although it was a little surprising to not see Japan there. Although Rion Sumiyoshi was in eighth, the Japanese skater. So that wraps up the women, the ladies' discipline. With that, oh, Sorry, just check the time. It is 10.26. I'm going to kick it to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be moving on to ice dance and pairs. So make sure to keep it here. I've got a question. Do you know what you and Angel Hernandez have in common? You both could use some instant replay in your life. That's right. Catch Instant Replay with me, Ben Greenberger, every Sunday night from 8 to 9, right here on KCOU 88.1. Tune in for the latest news from around the MLB, NHL, college basketball, and much, much more. Can't listen live? Head on over to Twitter at Instant Replay MU and catch up on what you missed. When you aren't sure what the right call is, check the Instant Replay. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. After a storm, dirty water can make you and your family sick. Remember to wash your hands with soap and clean water. Wash your hands often, especially before preparing food, before eating, after using the toilet, and after cleaning. Washing your hands is the best way to prevent sickness. To learn more, call the CDC at 1-800-CDC-INFO. I don't believe it. My savings are gone. Okay, think. Where'd you have them last? I was home, then I spent them on that vacation in this tiny suit of armor. Now they're gone. Weird. Weird? Not really. Not saving now means no money later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Oh, I broke his little gauntlet. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Missouri Society of CPAs, and the Ad Council. Standard here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Kara Brown, and right now we are still running through the World Junior Figure Skating Championships that took place just p- over parts of the last week. We've already made our way through the men and women's disciplines. <clears throat> I should have taken a sip of water during break. Let me tell you, having a show by yourself, sometimes it's a little too much, (laughs) a little too much talking without 
taking a drink. Um, yeah, so now we're going to move into ice dance and pairs. In the ice dance, once again, the U.S. coming out on top. Very exciting. If you're keeping notes, that means, yes, the U.S. took the gold medal in three of the four events, which is really good. So, the gold medal went to my cousins, Una and Gage Brown. They're not actually my cousins, but I have to make the joke. I don't know if I've made that joke about Jason. I had to have. About Jason Brown, the American figure skater. There's no chance I didn't say that at some point this year. If I didn't, that's kind of sad. Um, but Una and Gage Brown, they won the... They won the short and free programs, which of course means they won the gold medal. In the short program, they got the highest level possible, which is a four on their twizzles. They scored a 66.98. In the free program, they got level fours on their lifts and their twizzles. They had good grade of execution. They scored 103.27. And overall, they scored 170.25, which, if I remember correctly, all of those, their short program, free program, and overall scores were all records for them, personal bests, I'm pretty sure. I definitely wrote that in my article somewhere, and I'm just 99% sure it was about them. And then also in ice dance, oh, let's do the other medalists. So the two other medalists in ice dance came from Canada, and they were Natalie D'Alessandro and Bruce Waddle, who got the silver with a score of 162.56, and Nadia Bashanks. And Peter Beaumont, who scored 157.64. And then, fourth place, we're actually going to dive a little bit more into, because they are from the United States. And it is Katerina Wolfkosten and Jeffrey Chen. If you're thinking, oh my gosh, there are so many U.S. skaters with the last name Chen. Yes, and here's the breakdown. Jeffrey Chen and Karen Chen are brother and sister. And I do not know if there's any relation between Nathan Chen and the other two, but I do know they are not siblings. There's your breakdown. You're welcome. But Wolf Costin and Chen, oh, did they get off to a rough start? And I mean, like, right away. It was their first element, but it was all uphill from there. You know, if you start bad, you can only go up. And they got ninth place in the short program. Wolf Costin fell on her twizzle right off the bat, which is not great. Anytime you fall in ice dance, it's pretty bad because there just typically are not falls in ice dance. Although, if you think back to Pyeongchang, you might remember Chalk and Bates skating to Imagine and falling. 
And in retrospect, that was a sad moment. But at the time, I was rooting so hard for Maya and Alex Shibutani that I was like, oh, it's okay. Anyways, sorry. Sorry, Chalking Bates, that I ever rooted for your demise. But yeah, she fell on her twizzle. But their lift earned a level four, which is great. Um, because in Ice Dance, the main thing that separates the winners and the losers is their levels. It's just like how well they perform everything because there's like a large margin for error. I feel like, like it's, there's just like, there's not as many like falls or slip ups that you see in the other disciplines. So it's all about like how, well, you perform the element, how perfect it is, you know, and skating skills, of course. But they scored a 57.05 in the short. And then in the free program, they were second place behind the Browns. And <laughs> I wrote something kind of mean in my notes. I'm not saying it out loud. But Wolf Gostin, um, she earned a level three on her twizzle, her twizzles in the free program. So she moving forward, her area to improve in is her twizzles. Um, but their combo lift earned level fours. Yeah, both of the lifts in their combo earns level fours and they scored 100.22 and they took fourth place overall with a score of 157.27. So that's Ice Dance. Um, and then in pairs, the U.S. had one pair competing, and it was Anastasia Smirnova and Danilo Sionitsia. Mm-hmm. So in the short program, they scored a 60.38. They earned third place. They were downgraded on a double axle, so they only got credit for a single. And then, but they did earn a level four on their triple twist, which I heard someone say when I was watching, I think Senior Worlds, that that is their quad. That's the big points earner for pairs. Then in the free program, they earned 88.15 points, which put them into fifth place. And they were deducted three points on falls. They had a fall and a downgrade on a triple toe that was supposed to be in combo, but then it did not end up being because they fell. And they had a fall on the triple loop throw, but... They still got a level four on that triple twist. So how bad was it really? They earned fourth place overall and scored 148.53. Lots of room in pairs for a pair to come off the junior circuit onto the senior and make an immediate splash because the U.S. usually is not the most competitive in pairs, although Alexa Kinnearum, Brandon Frazier, and then Ashley King Gribble and Timothy LaDuke are trying to prove me wrong. And you know what? I would love to be proved wrong. They kind of, they kind of already did with Worlds. But of course, 
we talked about how there's a little bit of an asterisk, but also still well-deserved. Okay, so that's, those are the results. Oh, unless you were wanting to know who, who's on the podium for Paris, and then those are not the finished results of Junior Worlds. Okay, the podium was um, the pair from Georgia won, Safina and Brulava. They scored 188.12. Um, the pair from Australia got second. Golubeva and Geotopolis Moore. And then the pair from Canada got third, McIntosh and Mimar. <clears throat> yes. So then those are the results. Now you, now you know. So what does this mean for U.S. figure skating next season? Well, we already know that Alyssa Liu is retiring as well as Madison Hubble and Zachary Donahue. Vincent Joe is unsure of his return and Nathan Chen might not be competing. Crime. That is a crime, I say. But so there's like there's opportunities for these young stars to come on to the senior level and start making an immediate impact. Um, Ilya Malinin, of course, already has competed at the senior level, but he might be, like, the guy for U.S. figure skating next year. So, lots of changes. Definitely going to be a different look. Of course, after every Olympics, at the end of every Olympic cycle, there's overhaul there's turnover in olympic sports because everyone is working that whole olympic cycle to make it to the olympics and do what they can there and so once that is over then the thought process is just like okay next olympics like am i going to try to make it there and if not a lot of times people just retire or they'll do like one final run, one final season, maybe try to win worlds again or something. But so it's not surprising to see people retiring. Alyssa Liu, still the shock of my life, though. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but Isabel Levito, she could not compete on the senior circuit this past year, but she can next year. Um, I think Lindsay Thorngren is old enough to compete. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure she was an alternate for the Olympics. So definitely some faces coming up from this junior level um, or faces that are already returning to the senior level, but after making some waves on the junior level. But very exciting. It'll definitely be kind of a new look. It'll be interesting, especially for the Grand Prix series, who gets assigned what, and seeing how maybe some of these newcomers do on the Grand Prix. It'll be especially interesting at that point to see if Russians are allowed to compete again, because if not, this next season, once again, will be very different and very interesting and will offer a lot of opportunities for ladies figure skating for people who usually would not maybe have the best chance to medal. It'll offer them a chance. So 
definitely interesting. But yeah, so that's World Junior Figure Skating Championships. What I didn't think I was going to talk about at all took up a good portion of my show. But that is life, is it not? Okay, so once again, I am going to take one more quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to run through as much Olympic news from the past week as I can fit in. I have four stories and we'll see which ones we can get through. So keep it here. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. What's up, 573? This is Keegan Hartman telling you to tune in to The Breakfast of Champions, airing every Friday morning. Join Brandon Anthony. Oh, shoot, I just flew a thousand miles to come to a, see a blowout on Sunday Night Football. Ryan Crothers. I'm the pretty face. Yeah, yeah. he's the pretty face. And myself, as we get your day started with all things sports. NHL, NFL, anything that starts with an N and ends with an L. From NFL, NBA, even some NHL, our crew has all the sporting news and just plain out morning fun. I was gone for a minute, but I'm back now. Sit the back down bars. Again, that's Breakfast of Champions, airing every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Hello, welcome back to the Gold Standard on KCOU 88.1 FM. This is me continuing my tribute to Nathan Chen's Elton John Free Skate, which I'll never get over, especially if he retires and that's the last skate he did. He's not going to retire. I'm manifesting it. He is not going to retire. Okay. Speaking of retirements, um, okay, I don't know if I'll make this a weekly segment, especially now that the figure skating season is officially over, but we're going to do a little thing called What You Missed This Week in Olympic Sports, and to start it off, we're going to talk about retirements. So, first retirement is now, now Kodiara. Yeah. Um, She was the first Japanese woman to win an Olympic speed skating title when she won the gold medal in the women's 500 in Pyeongchang. She's 35 as she is retiring. She said, when I thought about 
How Long Life Is, I didn't want it to only be about speed skating. I felt that now was around the right time. Her last race will be the Japanese National Championships, which are set to take place in her hometown in October. Um, the German bobsledder Mariama Jamenka is also retiring. She is 31. She won gold and silver at the last two Winter Olympics. And being a German bobsledder, there will be people to replace her. I mean, no one can be her, but... The German sliders, there are so many of them, and they're all so good. And then last retirement we're going to talk about is Allison Felix, the American track and field phenom. She says this will be her last season, and she is 36 as she's retiring. And she says, I want to say goodbye and thank you to the sport and people who've helped shape me the only way I know how with one last run. In Tokyo, she won the bronze in the 400 meter and the gold in the 4 by 400 meter. And she broke the record for the most U.S. Olympic track and field medals. Okay, those are our retirements. Next quick story. We're going to talk about volleyball championships. And when I say quick, I mean quickly because the, this is a very like short story. But both the men's and women's World Volleyball Championships have been moved because they were supposed to take place in Russia. So the women's World Championship will now be played in Croatia and the men's will be played in Poland and Slovenia and possibly other European nations will also host. Um, Russia is also being barred from playing in the men's championship. And I'd assume also the women's championship, but... Uh, This story is more about the men's side. Russia is ranked third in the world behind Brazil and Poland. They won the silver medal at the Olympics. And Ukraine has been invited to replace Russia because they were the highest ranked team that was not already set to compete at Worlds. Ukraine is ranked 23rd in the world and now they are set to compete at the World Men's Volleyball Championships for the first time since 1998. next story (laughs) when I said this is going to be like quick running through things I meant it we're just quickly what you missed I'm catching you up okay so this one's kind of interesting so Jen Lee the U.S. Paralympic hockey goalie he is on the hunt for his Olympic medals He says that a man broke into his car and stole a bag that his medals were in. And so now he's asking for help getting his three medals back. He wrote in a social media post, first time for everything, got my car broken into and my Paralympic gold medal stolen, asking for help getting them back and getting the word out in any way possible. He says that his car was broken into on Saturday in San Antonio. The bag that they were in was found but the medals were not in it. So I doubt that these medals will find their way to Columbia, Missouri. But if they do, please return them to this man's because that is so sad that his Olympic medals got stolen. But also, can you just imagine? That's insane. Also, how much much do you think they're worth? Like quite a bit, right? I don't know. But yeah, so he he's on the hunt for his medals because they got stolen. Okay, 
Last but not least, the NCAA Gymnastic Championships were the 16th. And shout out to Mizzou for finishing fifth in the NCAA Championships. Um, but yeah, so Trinity Thomas from Florida won the all-around title. She earned a perfect 10 on her floor exercise. She beat out Suni Lee, Olympic gold medalist Suni Lee, by 0.1375 points. So barely pulled that one out. She won the uneven bars and floor title as well. And then she was actually going to try to compete at Tokyo oh, like uh, over the summer last year. But she had an ankle injury that kept her from like making the team. And she retired from elite competition in May of 2021. And, you know, she's just focusing on college gymnastics. Suni Lee of Auburn won the balance beam title and also is the all-around gold medalist from Tokyo. So, yeah. And then other Tokyo athletes that competed in the championships in Fort Worth were Jade Carey, who competes for Oregon State. She won the floor medal at Tokyo. And she was fourth overall for the NCAA championships and landed in a five-way tie for second on the uneven bars. Grace McCallum competes for Utah, and Jordan Childs competes for UCLA, and they, of course, were all on that Team USA team, and pretty much all of them say they are planning on returning to elite competition, and elite competition is different from, like, college gymnastics because they're scored differently, and elite competition places more emphasis on difficulty and performing as many like difficult stunts as you can and you can earn higher than a 10 in elite competition whereas in college gymnastics the best you can do is a 10 so that's a little bit about that I honestly I didn't know that there was a difference so that was interesting for me I learned something new so yeah now you're caught up on the happenings of olympic Sports, not all of them. We only have so much time, of course, but I thought, you know, I was like, <coughs> I'm not time filler, but like, I was like, I have some time left, I think, after I talk about junior figure skating. Let's just, let's just catch everybody up on the other stuff that's going on. It reminds me of when I was covering the actual Olympics and I was like, okay, we have to run through this as fast as we can. Because I have so much to talk about. Same vibes. But that, that's all for me today. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, an absolute pleasure. Hope you feel like you're super caught up. Definitely on World Junior Figure Skating Championships. You know where the U.S. is. Where the U.S. stands in figure skating. But also now just in Olympic sports as a whole. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And you can catch me here same time, same place next week. 